Hello and welcome to the Champ We Are United podcast. This is a special podcast, a special episode 70. My name is Matt. I'm the host for this episode and I'm joined in the studio by Paul Tangent Richardson. Hi, Paul. Hi, Matt. Good to be on board again. Looking forward to this one. Excellent. I'm also joined by Ridders. Hi, Ridders. Hello, all. Hello, listeners. Yeah, looking forward to this one tonight. Nice to be here again. And I'm also joined by the incomparable Goal. Hiya, Goal. Good evening. Uh, two episode releases in a week. Am I on double time? <laughs> oh, I, knew, I knew one somebody was going to ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Doc, Doc couldn't make it tonight because obviously she was here on Sunday. Uh, but, you know, she couldn't make Yes, I am. I'm here. Oh, she is here. It's all right. Carry on. <laughs> so... Everybody be thankful that that's the last you'll hear of her today. <laughs> because as everybody can tell, this is a special episode. It's an interview with journalist, broadcaster, and Roy the Rovers fan, Giles Curran. So the guys are all here now. We're, we're going to go to the interview, and then we'll come back afterwards to give it a quick review. Okay, so it's a huge welcome to the show. Times journalist, TV and radio broadcaster, podcaster, QPR fan, and also Roy the Rovers fan back in the day. Welcome, Giles Corran. Hi. A bit of a lapsed uh, Roy of the Rovers fan, but uh, a very active QPR, so yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we all kind of lapsed, semi-lapsed uh, Roy the Rovers fans, but, um, but it's, great. it's great for you to come on the show. Thank you very much for this. Um, we're just going to talk about some of your memories of of the comic and other comics. Um, we'll see where the conversation goes. Of course, we'll probably mention um, how you got to be here today. And that's about, you know, I, I sent you that screenshot of when you uh, your letter was published on the talking pages back in 1982. So we'll probably cover that as well. Um, but that, but that's it, really. How does that sound? Perfect. Can't wait to talk about it. I think I, I, I suspect that after since about 1991, I probably never expected to talk about Roy of the Rovers to anyone ever again. I mean, I, I, I literally haven't talked about it or I think about Roy from time to time because I, I okay. just, just, just his values as a footballer. And I can't help at the time. I always used to think, who is Roy when I was in the 70s? And I remember being convinced he was Tony Curry, uh, who, who came to QPR. Who it was a QPR, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, creative attacking midfielder had the long blonde hair. Um, that's what was he Stan Bowles? Stan was who was my hero. Stan was a bit dark for Roy. I don't think Roy drank quite as much, or was he Rodney? Probably betted as much. You know, I bet I bet Rodney Marsh was in the back of their minds because so and that and through the years when someone knew who I remember thinking Paul Walsh was a little bit Roy like. Yeah. And then even now, even now, if someone, if anyone with sort of blonde flowing mane and a and a and two great feet appears, I wonder, oh, is that Roy of the Rovers? Yeah, I'm just trying, just trying to think of any modern day player who's who's got long, blonde flowing locks. There's not really many around at the moment, is there? But it's well, yeah, it's, you it's, say it's Inga Highland, isn't it? But I'm sort of, when he could he tied it all up in a ah, man. Yeah. But I mean, he's just I, 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 obviously Roy in a in a, a knot. Can you? It's no. that's not his style. So, and, and Roy's not that big, and let's face it, not that ugly. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, yeah, he's not. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's not go there with poor old um, Harden. But yeah, he probably wasn't as good as Roy in the looks department. But yeah, those those seventies players you mentioned there. It's, yeah, it's obviously very. It was seventies when he was probably at his biggest height. Um, so you would automatically think of those types of players back then. Curry, oh, yeah, no, Curry I mean, was a class player. 
Yeah. Curry was visibly. I think if you leave out the haircut and everything, you'd say Frank Worthington. Uh, for me, it was the you do, the kind of guy who played who did tricks for their own sake uh, in a, in a fun way, but they were somehow not arrogant. They're not, not stepovers and all that, you know, all the kind of um, the Cruyff turns and anything, but the juggling and that and no that showing thing. off. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But yeah, it's about right. Yeah, brilliant. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. So what's your kind of earliest memories? Can you remember how you started reading the comic? Well, I, I read a lot of comics. Uh, so um, and we got three newspapers delivered, delivered every day. And my dad was the editor of Punch, which is a magazine back in the day. So we were totally inky people. Uh, we got the Beano. I got the Beano. My sister got okay. the Dandy. And then when passing a newsagent, I'd always pick up Topper, Beezer, Wizard and Chips, Crazy Comic, all of those. <laughs> um, in When I was about eight or nine, I got into American comics, which I remained in. Oh, OK. So I was a DC fan, uh, basically more with Green Lantern um, yeah. and then the Flash. And I to this day have a Silver Age uh, Flash comics collection and Golden Age Flash comics um, well, worth a few quid. And, a bit, you know, as famously English comics are not. Yes, uh, absolutely. As I know, to my detriment, having a huge Weather Rovers collection and it being worth jack. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. no. Well, that's the thing. No one else. And so the American comics, I can sometimes go online and look at them. I even buy the odd one, you know, a, things that used to be so hard to collect comics because you had to find the, find them in the shops or go to the comic marts. Now you just Google it and there it is. And now yeah. at my age, when, when I was when I was sort of 14 and collecting them and they go, oh, what, nine pounds for a comic, I used to think. And, <laughs> and the, or then it would be like a hundred pounds for the, you know, a thousand pounds only for Action Comics 1, the Superman, yeah. which is obviously yes. worth two million. So, but, you know, now, yeah, anyway, so, so so I was very into comics and also I was very into football and I played football. And as right. you probably know, the crossover of comics nerd football boy was not huge. Um, and Roy was there for us, you know, and I I, I had specky mates who I'd swapped Star Wars cards with and been. <laughs> and then I was in the first 11 and I was a centre forward and I was not I wasn't great, but I was an all right player. First 11 at prep school. And I was yeah, an yeah. All right player. And so football comics were right in my slot and they were they were in a bit of a 70s. You must talk about this all the time. You had in the 50s, you had Victor and Hotspur and all those kinds of ones. And that long distance runner, Alf, somebody I remember. Alf Tupper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alf yeah. Tupper. I've actually got a poster of his on, on, on a wall. Um, <laughs> and, you know, so there was that sort of thing. And I wasn't into the war. I wasn't into battle or Sergeant mm -hmm. Rock. Was the, I wasn't interested in those ones. But okay. I would read anything in panels. And I didn't read a book long form till I was about 12, 13, 14. My dad, I think, my dad was a bit worried about me. Are you ever going to read a book? Later, he said, oh, no, I was just glad that you read anything. And I, yes. I, put, I put my children onto comics because I personally think that when kids are 8, 9, 10, 11, comics and graphic novels can develop more interesting ideas, really, for kids of that age. Once you can read fluently, you still want pictures because you're still a kid. Uh, and I think they do a really good job. So, Roy, I, I reckon I probably started about 1979 when I was 10. But the key thing, the key God. thing... Is what happened was like not long after starting to read them, I had maybe 10 copies. The school had a jumble sale and a boy called Alexei Vasilikas, a name I haven't thought of for 40 years. He was a couple of years above me. He was throwing out his old Roy of the Rovers and he threw ah. out probably four years of Roy of the Rovers. From when did it start, Roy? Was it well? The the, the self-titled comic was seventy six. Seventy six. So there you yeah. go. It was basically all of them going back to. And obviously, Roy was in Tiger, wasn't he? Before yes. That. Yeah, and, he, yeah. he, and he and he he had missing ones, but I then had a sudden stack of like one hundred and fifty of them, and I read them and read them. Then I got them, and then I read them right through. Um, that letter that I had published, I was surprised 
when when you sent it to me to discover it was as late as as it was because it was eighty one or eighty two. I was thirteen. I mean, what was I? I what was I doing? I felt like I was dying or something. <laughs> look, 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 I was I was reading it when I was thirteen, so it's fine. It's okay. Oh, really, it's fine. I just up to it. We're reading it, but writing, dear Roy, writing in, yeah, we are played in. I don't know. It was, and the, but then interestingly, I then asked you, who did I ask you about? Um, oh, about Dexter, Colin, uh, Johnny Dexter, yeah. Johnny Dexter, the hard man who went to Melchester, and you said, yeah, that was in '86, and I was like, well, fuck off, not 1986. I was so 70. you were reading it in '86 still. I was already, you? Oh, it's clearly '86, '87. Not a shame. I mean, by the I went to university <laughs> in '88, and I definitely got back into the Flash then. The, the DC comic, and I, I started. Right, okay. those. I didn't remember I was still reading *Roy of the Rovers*, but I swear to God, I would be reading it now. Um, although we'll come onto that maybe. Or, but my son, yeah. I did. But I saw the reboot. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not crazy about the graphic style of it, but but I but I bought them for my boy. They're quite confusing numbering systems, and they were different versions. Yeah, of... because there's a novel, and then there's a graphic novel, and then there's a novel and a graphic novel. Yeah, I know, I know. We'll we'll, we'll cover that later, but. Yeah, no, and also it's interesting you say about when you wrote in in '82 because I understand you said that you'd wrote in previously as well. You you tried previously to get onto the talking yeah. page or yeah, yeah. But and I I had tried to get into the the Beano as well. There was and I used to write off to the American comics, not realizing that I, you know it would never get to America just because they 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 look for interaction in the days before internet. There was a thing where. You know, there was always there were, in American comics. If you had a Superman comic, there were always these ads for miraculous things, X-ray specs and stuff. Yes, I remember that. And you'd yeah. send off, and they'd want ninety-nine cents. And you, how would I get it? And they wanted to know your zip code, and you couldn't. But the no. English ones, you could write off. I think I must have joined the Dennis the Menace fan club, which was a yeah. crap deal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. whatever it was, they get they yeah. sent you some little passport. But, and did, and yeah. oh boy, I just used to. I wanted to get onto the letters page. I used to write him interesting questions, and then I eventually realised that it was about the answer he wanted to give or whoever is pretending to be I was going to say, it's interesting to say him and the I, answer I, he wanted. Yeah, I know, that's, that's the beauty of it because we believed it. there was a Roy there, didn't we? You're not going to tell or me subconsciously. You're not. You're going to say saying there isn't a father. Uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, I just wanted, I knew that they wanted to print an interesting answer. Yeah. Uh, and I knew that QPR, my team, who are uh, have all sorts of interesting things about them, none of which involve trophies, uh, apart from the, <laughs> the 67 League Cup when we were in Division 3 and blah, 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 and, and that, which was great for my time. Exactly. Um, uh, but we played on we played on more grounds than anyone else. I mean, we'd been we played it fr from the old Queens Park, you know. We played at White City, and we played it. We had we'd had thirteen home grounds or something. So I wrote, "Dear Roy, how many grounds? Who's played at the most grounds or something like that? I mean, how many grounds have QPR played on in their career?" Uh, and he wrote back and said, "Interesting question, Giles." And and my name was in print for the first time. Incredible, fantastic, fantastic. And so it's great to be able to kind of send that to you just before Christmas. And thank you for um, mentioning the um, podcast in the article you wrote. That was really oh, no, I was, I was delighted. It really was, great. Uh, I was very grateful. I was just there's, I've got it here. My 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 Roy. Ah, great. Excellent, yeah, for, for for listeners, Giles is showing it on the screen. Oh the, yeah, um, the copy I sent over. Yeah, with Suzanne Dando on the cover, and Suzanne that's actually... Dando looking pretty tidy. I have to say. I mean, ju jumping out of a sack, it's, it's the Christmas present. I mean, there's so many different... Yeah, exactly, I know, I know. But it, interesting, that's, that's actually... Um, Barry Tomlinson is is the guy there who, who's, who's just behind uh, Suzanne, um, who was the group editor. Yeah, and it's just superimposed Roy's face on it, but it's actually Barry Tomlinson, who's who's the group editor we've, we've actually interviewed a couple of times. Um, and the artist who 
drew Roy at the time, David Skew. He's the guy who did him that 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 picture there. So it's um, yeah. I, I, I hesitate to say it's an iconic cover. I don't yeah. know if there's such a thing for Roy the Robot, but I, I think it certainly is. And it's even more iconic now because it's got your your letter in it. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. So going back to the stories, what what kind of and I know we've exchanged a couple of messages. What what stories do you remember? Obviously, the Roy story. What others do you remember? I, I remember. So I remember Mighty Mouse, but I think maybe he was Tiger. Or was he Roy of the Rovers? No, no, he was Roy of the Rovers. Yeah. He was Roy, but Hotshot Hamish, who was drawn by the same artist, I believe. Yes, Hotshot yeah. Hamish yeah. been Tiger and then joined Mighty Mouse when Tiger folded. Good knowledge. Yes. I think absolutely. that's what happened. And he was the one he could blast the nets. And Mighty Mouse, I don't remember. He was a tubby little fella. I liked him. Uh, I was quite short and fat, and that's why I didn't last that long in the first 11. <laughs> um, I remember, so, so oh, I just remember images. So I remember uh, the footballer who wouldn't stay dead. I mean, that was yes. a great story. And what I loved about that, that was a, that was about a footballer from the 1930s uh, who would come back and, and I can't remember the, our protagonist, but would give him would give him uh, tips was, and football. And he had a yeah. cover, which I've not seen in 40 years, 50 years, whatever, where the footballer who wouldn't stay dead is about to sort of, deliver a pile driver shot and our boy is kind of covering his face oh my god he's going to kick with this shot but all he's it's only it's a feint it's uh it was like this guy's giving him this tip that you do a, a fake yes. shot and yes. make the man back off and then you dribble around him but and it, it was this thing that the idea that you play football and you wouldn't know that most basic of feints and also <laughs> yes. it was this huge fear that the 10 year old boy was going to be seriously hurt by this ball um no and i but that was great and if you think about it now that footballer from the 1930s, if Roy Rovers existed now, he'd be someone who died in, who played in the 70s, wouldn't he? I mean, it was that's yeah, how yeah, yeah. 30s to that was as long ago. So I remember that it, it, very well. Yeah. I remember Billy's boots. Yes. I mean, but not, not much about them. The jeopardy there was, oops, he's forgotten his boots. You've got a footballer. Every week. You know, yeah. that's a footballer. He's to, to listeners, you know, well, your, gosh, your fans all know who he was. But I love it's a bit like Superman. Great idea. But after a while, you realize unless there's kryptonite, there's no story. Unless he loses his power. <laughs> no, my, I, I love the Flash, the DC character, the fastest man alive. You can only have a plot if he loses his speed. Otherwise, he's just too fast. And <laughs> Billy was the same. He often played in the football. It's the big cup game tomorrow. And Billy's mum will go, don't forget your boots, Billy. And then he'd forget his boots. And, yeah. and it'd be rubbish. And do you remember when um, in the summer as well, because he, he actually found a pair of boots, cricket boots. Do you remember that? He actually, Ooh. I think it, later on, I think it was in, it was in time. Because, yeah, so he started, he started doing that as well. So it wasn't just just the football. It was like during the summer months as well, he did have the same jeopardy. It was just cheap. And I think the story in the end, it was written by a guy called Fred Baker, and he wrote it for about 20 years. So you think 20 years of mileage out of that story, it's just incredible. But yeah, then obviously really readers would be only typically there for about maybe three or four years perhaps the average yeah. reader so you could just keep recycling this stuff but also the 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 artwork was beautiful the drawings were beautiful oh. the lines were amazing and as a kid you just want to yeah. see football happen i wanted a bicycle kick roy couldn't do one every week i wanted you you're obsessed with a bicycle when you're that age oh, yeah, 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 son yeah. is yeah. now uh it was so rare there's that one particular move frank worthington you know who was one of the candidates for played a bit like roy there's a that famous one the when famous he, one yeah. with his back to goal well, he's playing for bolton wasn't he yeah, 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 yeah over his shoulder turns around scores trying that in the garden for years uh and it was the sort of thing that roy would sometimes do um other other ones that i one of them that sticks with me is space invader which was i don't know you're gonna that yeah, was you the, remember that it, one that was I'm surprised yeah did you remember space invader 
Well, it's just it's it's a it's a weird one because it was only actually there we because I I covered the um, 1982 Christmas edition on a show just before Christmas, funny enough, and um, Space Invader was in that one. It's in that one. Well, I, but I think it was only arriving. actually. It was about six months. I think the story only lasted in the comic for about six months. I just remember him arriving, and uh, it was, I imagine, the first black character that had been in It was the first main and, black character, yeah. And he played Space Invaders, but he was also a Space Invader. And he was his great thing in football was he could always find space. He could always be in Genius. space. And he played these video games, and I think maybe his mum didn't want to do. And he was a very kind of 70s Jacksons sort of yeah, yeah. white the man's Jackson's idea the TV of a black series. footballer. So yeah, he yeah, had yeah, big yeah. hair. Yeah. And kind yeah. of funky clothes and stuff, and was just he was just a cool character. I, I remember I wasn't crazy about the artwork; it was very bendy. Yeah, and I I find this. I don't know if you find this, but because obviously we've got to, got to know over time because you didn't know at the time who the artists were or who the actual authors yeah. were. Um, but over time, you get to know who they are, and you, you realise that a lot of stories you liked were because they had similar artists, or it's the same artist yeah. that went on to them. So like the football wouldn't stay dead was Tony Harding, and when you look at the other stuff that he did, you can say, "Oh yeah, I like that story, and I like that story." And it's because of say you believed in the art, a bit like say Mighty Mouse and Hotshot Hamish, you know, Shia oh, yeah. Fino. I mean, it's the same. Yeah, I don't think they used to sign them then, did they, or did they? No, they didn't. No, they didn't. That it was, was very secretive. It was. It was. A, it was. A, that was the pro, the thing. It was because it was. It was always comics was always a tiny bit more shameful or babyish than in America, where they were always signed. And for yes. me, artists like Bob Kane was famous, Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster, but also Carmine Infantino was an artist on the Flash that I like. You know, I even knew people like Dick Giordano was an Inca, whereas other ones were the and 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 you didn't. They didn't have that. My children are aware now, so they read the Beano and they have a love hate relationship with it because it's it's frankly it's a bit rubbish compared to when we were kids, but it has good things about it. And the okay. Bashery Kids artist changed. Yes. It had been the same guy forever, right? And then it changed, and they noticed, and I, I think they wrote a complaining to the Beano or something. He said, "Can't do much. He's dead." I think was the. <laughs> you can't do much about that no exactly um but you're right there there were those those loyalties i remember a, i remember a strip about a that it was about a non-league club that came yes. up with, was it called and it had a name the manager it was like dan's invincibles or something no it was there was daryl's palace was the was the yes first well, story. Palace was it daryl's D U double R E double L S. And they had they had and a sort of crappy ground and league stand and yeah. yeah 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 he turned up they were a non-league club and I think I think the story went for about four years four or five years and then he moved into he took over a league club and it's called Wayne's Wolves after that so Dan Wayne was the name of the guy he was the um he was the manager but yeah that was that was that was also drawn by um I think that's drawn by and that's drawn by Yvonne Hutton who used to be. She used to be the artist on Roy pre-76. So she was in the, the Tiger days. Her uh, style oh. was very similar to David Skew who took over in 76, 75. Interesting, talking about art, my, my kid Sam, who's 10 and a goalkeeper and very good, oh, the, the safest hands in soccer. What was he called? Yeah. Gordon was he called Gordon, Gordon Stewart? Stewart? Yeah, yeah, good memory. Yeah, then he yeah, yeah. died and his son, he died in a plane crash and then his son became a keeper? Yeah, so he he I think the, the the first story lasted I think seventy two to about eighty two seventy nine sorry to eighty two, then it stopped because I don't know if you remember but you could vote for your favourite story so you can put, put marks out of ten and then you know they they right. encourage you to write in and so you can actually rate them so you know they get getting customer feedback, but the the score dipped for safest hands in soccer, they 
got rid of the story. They brought in a new story called The Wheelchair Wonder. But then there was a bit of an uproar. And in the end, they brought a new story back in called Goalkeeper. Yes. When Goalkeeper, start, Goalkeeper started in 83. And that was his and, son. But in the, first, in the first kind of episode of that, episode, episode, yeah, Gordon Stewart gets on a plane, plane crash. No, yeah. no, no more Gordon Stewart. And then you, you introduce to Rick, well, Rick Stewart, his son. Nick. And that carried on for years. You see, the things that rem- the things that you remember is so strange because the thing I remember partly there's the, the he would do these impossible saves and catch it. Uh, in, in incredible, his and the artwork was is was Valdo yeah. Torta was he was he was a South American as you can tell from the name, superb art. That's what drew me into that. He has it. There's, there's a moment when he has an injury, and I think it's Gordon rather than Rick, and he ha- he's coming back from injury. And there's a, he's practicing his goal kick, and he says, and he practices he's practicing his goal kick just from the the, the placed kick, and he says, better feeling better now, clearing the halfway line with both feet, it, and I just remember, and I couldn't at that stage, and probably now again can't, and probably never could clear the halfway line from there, and it was oh, he could do that, and I've looked for a keeper, and I've wondered every keeper. I see. Could you clear the halfway line with both feet? Obviously, now you're required only to tap it to your centre half. Yeah, yeah. So it's Hopefully. not a skill they need to have anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's um, true. Oh, blimey. Yeah, that would be unusual for back in the 80s to actually expect that skill of your goalkeeper. That's yeah, I, I just that always stayed with me. And then so my son who's a, a keeper now, and he uh uh he so he loves football. So I got it, so I got these new Roy ones and he quite liked them but then i bought him for christmas last year i found this annuals you can get of the 80s and the 70s. yeah yeah, yeah and he yeah. and he just preferred them so much he just lo- really because the the heart and the love in the joint i think the new iteration is, is a computer graphic it's all right it's all angular with sort of silly haircuts and yeah. and it's, you know, it's kind and, of mangerish and it's yeah, yeah. I, I mean I'd, it, the the new one kind of started in 2018 um, they actually went back to the old artist. So David Skew, they actually brought him back for the last two graphic novels. Um, right. So if you pick those up, it's it's got the the original Roy artist there. They're a lot better. But yeah, I mean, I think the last one was released almost two years ago now. So I think you know, without speaking to the the publisher, I think kind of cl- sales just clearly aren't there. So um, yeah, right. yeah. But I mean, you said your son, he kind of enjoyed them, or he kind oh, of yeah. would if, if more were out, he'd he'd read them. Yeah, but I mean, he's he reads Wimpy Kid and Dogman yeah. and 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 Cat Kid, and he 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 also will read any kind. Of, he reads books too, but he will read any kind of yeah. novel, any comic. And he's a footballer, uh, although he's mainly a cricketer. And cricket comics really don't fly. And I'm sure. <laughs> no, no, I think, no, no, I've never. I can't uh, remember any of those. You're getting into a niche there, which wouldn't really niche. But no, he he did. He liked them. He did. He even he liked the modern ones. But he just he liked the old. So he's also he's a very much a dad's boy, and we do a lot together. And we go to football together. We go to cricket together. And they, if I like something, he likes something. So that's why the poor bastard supports QPR. I I tried to uh, give him Arsenal. I mean, when, when he was born, I took him. We lived just up the road from the Emirates, and I took him to Arsenal a few times, um, just thinking, why should I, you know, a QPR? I didn't get it from my dad. QPR was just me. I, I, why should I give him this this horror that I, well this boredom this not boredom I love QPR more than anything but um you don't win anything you, you're yeah, yeah. Maybe, you know you, you may, maybe you're gonna are you gonna stay up in the championship no glory very few any anything like a great player now is someone who played with us for a season and went on SA at the moment is a player who might, Sam thinks of as always a QPR player because we saw him live and now he's gone on to something and also oh, you're yeah. Sam, you know Sam's I saw, I've seen everyone. I've seen, I've 
seen Liverpool, Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea, all both at Loftus Road and travelled away to them. With Sam, we go to Peterborough, we go to Swansea, and it's crap. He and then he we, we sit there and he's quite worried. Tonight we've got Mighty Stoke, you know, they're quite yes, big. I know you have. Yeah, yeah. We 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 went to I took him to a his about the second game I took him to a, a cup game, fourth round, because we never get past the fourth round, against Watford. And that was the first Premier League team, as was two years ago, that he'd seen. This year we had Oh, who are they? Bournemouth. We had Bournemouth in the cup, you know, and that, oh, Bournemouth, they're in the Premier League. I thought, my God, I, I watched, I watched Cantona <laughs> score in the 97th minute against us. I watched, I watched Giggs and Kanchaskis. I watched, I watched John Barnes. I watched Kevin Keegan at QPR, you know, and, and he's watching, he has to watch this filth. So I, and I took him to Arsenal uh, uh, and, but it was in the Unai Emery period when they were awful. Uh, okay. It's no atmosphere at all uh, no, no, no. Up, up there. Um, he liked Aubameyang, he liked Lacazette, but mostly he quite liked Granit Xhaka because he was such a hooligan. But otherwise, it was, it was terrible. And then, so we went, and then I took him to a QPR game. Funnily enough, it was Stoke um, at home, and we were 2-0 down, Eze was playing, and we were 2-0 down, and we came back 2-0 at halftime, 4-2 we won. And I wow. went absolutely mental. I mean, I when I, because and he sees how much his dad loves QPR. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, sees yeah. a win like that and the noise in that stadium with the corrugated iron when and so he's QPR but it's the same way Roy of the Rovers or Bird likes Roy of the Rovers I, I like Roy of the Rovers right okay okay but it's interesting you say about, about QPR and I, I do get that is why did you stay with these clubs which probably aren't as successful as the big clubs but it is it's all about that it is about perhaps going with your dad or it's just the fact that it's more enclosed atmosphere it's more personal they're closer to you than these massive great big clubs so it's 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 great that he is. Not all kids will would. Some would just go, well, I still want to support Arsenal, but it's great. No, that he is. I, I I was he was at his he was at just a schooler here in, in northwest London where they were starting to support obviously Chelsea, which is hideous yeah. to me. Uh but at least it's a London team. And I used to go to Chelsea when I was a football crazy and QPR were away, I would sometimes go to Chelsea with a Chelsea mate. But mm. but um and I've always liked Arsenal. If you think of, if you were the same, sort of the same age, there was a period when I was in my twenties and thirties. There was a wonderful team, and it was and the mm. Wenger side and, and Bergkamp and Overmars oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that Vieira. That was a wonderful thing, and so I had this affection. And they were around the corner. I don't hate Arsenal. It was, it was rare for QPR to play them because of the divisions. I, I saw. I, we, I went to Highbury when uh, we beat them three one. John Jensen. They'd been waiting two years for him to score his first oh, goal. He never scored did he? Yeah, he, yeah, he finally know. scored after three years against QPR. And then we got we scored three. And there were T-shirts. I was there when Jensen scored and Gallon and Allen and Impey. Um, and, <laughs> and, and, so I never hated them. And I just thought I'll take him because going through life, he's going to be able to watch his team on the telly. He'll be able to go to Europe, which I've never done, you know. And and otherwise, he's going to end up supporting either Chelsea or Man City, God forbid, uh, or Man United or one of those which, which they support. And, and you know, he, his best mate's a Liverpool fan and his dad's a Liverpool fan and not from Liverpool, but that's fine. He's Irish. I think that makes it okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they, they spend more on their one day at Anfield every year than we spend on a season ticket for the pair of us. My yeah. season ticket for Rangers is, a, is, the pair of us is under a grand. I think my season ticket is 700 quid. Sam's is about 200 yeah. quid. Um, we, don't, we don't go that much, but I feel I support the club with the money. I have the seat I like, Block S, Row S, seat 61 and 62, where I've always sat right by the exit, get out for a wee, finish your pint and get in. You can be late for the <laughs> it's game. It's not easy at that ground either. I've been there. Yeah. Oh, God. No, no, no. There's No, that's the thing. They they take, it's only 15,000, but they cram them into a space yeah. the size of a primary school. You know, they're... And, yeah, and yeah, everyone, yeah. I don't know no how idea. it passes health and safety, but, you know, that's by the by. I have no idea. I'm sure it doesn't. But it, 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 but it is provide something 
for you know you can go you can go regularly without even thinking about it can't you You can tell you right every other weekend sam we're going to the football that's that's what i think is it's to me anyway it's more grassroots it's not grassroots i know we're not talking non-league but it is it's more it's win lose or draw it's still the thing you support them i you see kids you see these fans of the big clubs crying when they're his his mates then they last and lost crying and sam do you know i'll tell you what we we have season ticket holders sam plays a lot of cricket at weekends and often can't make it but sam hasn't seen qpr win since we beat cardiff and went top in december 22 uh we have in that time since then won 10 games in nearly two years i mean do you know do you, i just do you know do you know queen's park rangers have lost more football matches than any other league team in the last five years and the last 10 years I only did, i didn't i did the now. closest to us is crawley town <laughs> and, and, and and i think birmingham of teams you've heard of but we've the lot we just we lose and lose and lose i've seen us win a handful of times he has not seen and we still we show up and we we, we went we went two up i think against bournemouth and then lost you know um it's it's it's, it's, it's great but he still managed to beat millwall on the yes. 20th of january 2-0 so thanks for that anyway I hope that kind of cheered up yourself and sam oh it's, it's amazing i remember when we beat millwall in the fifth fourth fourth round of the cup 1992 or three uh it was nil nil to the 94th minute and i was a bit scared oh it's Millwall. what are they going to do and up that it was up the far end we got a penalty and clive wilson our left back best left back never to play for England, our captain and one of the then reasonably few black players in the league we always had three or four but and he and black man went up to take a pen in front of the mill wall in the 93rd minute and buried it they flattened shepherd's bush there were no pubs left there were no <laughs> bus stops i um, mean it was the, it was the perfect storm of queen's pot rangers a black player 97th minute the cup uh yeah it was and then we went to plow lane and got beaten i think after that yeah i think i do vaguely i think i watched it on a big screen back at the den um but yeah i think it was like yeah, it's handball in the last minute wasn't it yeah yeah i, I was i wasn't in shepherd's bush at the time so i just wanted to put it on record <laughs> i wasn't there <laughs> Those were those uh, were different days. Uh, nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my my uh, my mate and colleague uh, Rod Little is a big Millwall fan. Ah, yeah, uh, he is, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he we, is. We yeah, have yeah, endless read his comments. about that, but no, I I, I know Millwall. Uh, Millwall have a reputation, but it's, it's Chelsea are the ones we hate, not Millwall. Right. Okay. Yeah. There's not much rivalry between ourselves and uh, QPR. So, so just kind of, I don't want to keep you too long because I know you, you know right. appreciate your time. But um, what about storylines? Thinking about kind of storylines thinking about the Roy I mean there's the famous infamous when he was shot were there any yeah. others that kind of jumped out at you from those from those days I'm trying to remember that I didn't Blackie have some mental health problems or something didn't Blackie not I did it or did he fall out again maybe not he did like well. He, 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 I think he did later, but this is this would have been much past your reading. Time. Really, I think this would have been the nineties. It went gone to like a monthly and stuff like that. Gosh, I, yeah. I remember the. Do I remember any? I don't really remember. Do you remember when he transferred to Walford? He he left Milchester. Late. Was that? No, late? It was about eighty three. It was about eighty three. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, well, he was shot in eighty one. Oh, I remember um, it for England. Yes. Do you remember and I remember him playing with Malcolm McDonald. Yes. Yeah. Did yeah, he yeah. The, did he did, did Roy play in the Cyprus game, which was a real? I mean, didn't be, 
Was it? What you mean? What? The, no, that, when Malcolm scored, he scored five, five goals, didn't he? No. Yeah, am, so, am I just conflating the two? Am I, have I got Malcolm McDonald's five goals in the Cyprus I game? I don't think Roy Rice actually really played for England in 1975 <laughs> against Cyprus. <laughs> no, what but did, but maybe that was the game they put in the in the comic. No, I'm... Could, no, he 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 took over as player manager. So the story was, I think that the England manager I didn't mention who he was, but he was in a car accident. He took over as player manager, and he said, "I'm only going to do it on my terms." I think he picked seven of Melchester players in the team. Like Vernon Elliott was in there, Jeff Giles, um, himself. But Malcolm McDonald was in there and Trevor Francis. And they brought Nipper in. That's it. They brought Nipper in from... Um, Nipper was in Tiger at the time. So, yeah, yes, they beat, I, and they played Holland and they beat him 5-1. I remember Trevor Francis. Yes, yes, yes. Because um, he was a bit of an obsession. Although, had he yet... If it was 78, he hadn't yet been sold for a million because that was 79, wasn't it? Um uh, but he was a big star, and he, I think he actually wrote for Tiger for years. So he must have had a really close relationship with Barry Tom, Tomlinson, saying the editor. But yeah, you know, he, had, he didn't move to Forest until 79, wasn't he? So he must have still been at Birmingham then. But his career only really got off the ground when he came to QPR, obviously. Well, yeah, and obviously he's, yeah, and as a manager as well, he did a great job there as well, didn't he? As a... <laughs> yeah, he was, he was, yes, in the, the various Francis, Francis, but we, he would he'd do better than anyone's done for a while now, though. No, I know, I know. So, so finally, then I suppose, Giles, kind of what you what are your thoughts for QPR this season? What are you kind of say? You mentioned already you've got this game against Stoke away tonight. Stoke away Do you tonight. You think you're going to stay up? What's, I, I, what's I, 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 I honestly don't. I think we would need a Roy of the Rovers plot line, probably, <laughs> I, because I've seen us recently play well. And just not, we play, I mean, we didn't play well against Huddersfield, but we did. Okay, so I didn't see the Millwall game and apparently we were really good against Millwall. Yeah, um, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. After I mean, the first it, half hour. Well, sorry, yeah. actually, after the, well, I think we, we dominated for five minutes. And then after that, it was, it was <laughs> that's you. A very, that's a very, very QPR sort of a thing to say. <laughs> we dominated for five minutes. I mean, um, I think um, I've, I've seen us play very well and get nowhere. The, our problem is you have to, you know, we get to... We get 45 minutes at nil-nil and everyone puts, has to look away because that's when we lose concentration in the four minutes yeah, before yeah. half-time. I've seen uh, all the teams, this terrible thing, We Begovic is a good keeper, but we've had this problem that the teams have been pressing quite high and pressing higher and higher, which isn't a very championship thing against QPR because we've got these... We, our defenders are not ball players, but no, they're big lumps. Aren't they? the back. It's giving the ball away, and I see it because my son's a keeper at under eleven level, where the yeah. defenders are just the two crappiest players. The two <laughs> so, and you have to play it out from the back, and they lose the ball and and, and score. And but we don't press and we don't rush them, so we always give whoever's visiting. They have time to play the ball out from the back, and we we just sit on the halfway line scratching our bums like the eighties, uh, and they they <laughs> give us no time, and we get rushed. And rushed. I, so. And I've seen us play well and come away with nothing. Um, and there was a, there was a point which after Sifuentes came and, and and things improved. I, I gather our recent signings though, because the, the, I didn't I didn't go um, Saturday either. But the, our new signings have have, have, uh, have okay editing quite well. Frey is one of them. I don't. They, when we buy players, they come from such crappy nether regions of the football world. That obviously, if you're a real observer, you've heard of them. But they they're they're people who are, they're coming from the Portuguese third division and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't really know. So it sounds like our people, recruitment policy. Yeah, exactly. They've got a league system in the Faroe Islands. I didn't know that, <laughs> but I'm glad he's in the top flight. Um, so uh, 
I I sort of think we won't. I, I hear Sam saying something that I used to say when we were rubbish in the second in the old second division. Well, if we go down, the good thing about going down, Dad, to the whatever it's called, the national, we could we'll, we'll win some games. They go, uh, yeah, hope, mate, because we might not. We might not. Well, this is yeah, this is a conversation that's going on in uh, WhatsApp groups and Millwall fans as well. Is that yeah, it's there's lots of clubs that have gone down and they don't get back up. Charlton, Derby, Portsmouth. You know, it's not yeah. easy. So it's, yeah. It's where is it going to come from? I I'm interested. I don't think Millwall are in danger, Rick. Well, not as much danger. Well, we're four points. We're only four points above you as as we speak currently. Um, well, it could we, all change tonight. <laughs> if, if we are you playing tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're home to Ipswich. I mean, ooh, who are on yeah. a bit of a dodgy run, but they are. That's a good the time team. to get them. That's the time to get them. It's an interesting thing. Whenever any last season, when Sam and I, last season was a heroic thing for Sam, they did the triple. Peterborough did the triple on us, and I saw all three games. Um, <laughs> and went down. They were. They did the triple on us and went down. Was that last season or the season before? But anyway, we. Um, it's anyone. The, the thing that QPR have to fear is anyone who hasn't won for a year. Anyone you know, yes. anyone, anyone who had to, who hasn't scored at home in fourteen years, we go. They end their jinx immediately. Um, I think we turned your season around a little bit last year. I seem to remember, didn't you? Didn't you do us? At- yeah, you were doing really well, weren't you? And then your manager left to go to Rangers, where he fortunately got we- fired. It was which was my second choice after plane crash in outcomes for him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it could have been in the yeah safest hands in soccer. He would have fitted in quite well, wouldn't he? Yeah, but yeah. um. Yeah, no, yeah, we did actually. I think, yeah, we we had a yeah because you were flying. I think you were top top or something like that, and then I think yeah. we beat you at home. That yeah. was great. And, you, and then, and you, then, you, then, then the roles reversed, well and it turned your yeah, your yeah. season around. Yeah. Um. I so uh, I don't know. Today, today we beat Stoke. If we beat them by three, we go ahead of them. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Very annoying that we didn't beat Huddersfield because and that the thing is that Huddersfield game I had I went with Sam. Sam was saying, Oh, finally we're gonna see a win, Dad. Huddersfield are shit. Oh, and and Huddersfield and they were rubbish. I mean they were really okay. and we could we could we couldn't get past them. So we, we tend to do a little bit better against like the against Norwich. We did slightly better against the better teams. Um but no, I think realistically I, I find it hard to I we'll go down in third from bottom. I do you think so? Oh, okay. I, I can't, I can't. I mean, I'd hate to say I hope so, but, you know, <laughs> it, 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 it's pretty good to be one of us. But, well, I know yeah. certainly if 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 you're typical of Millwall fans, and I, I can only speak for Rod Little, Rod disproportionately hates QPR. Um, really? Because he doesn't think, because it, everyone thinks of them as nice. They're nicey-nicey. Yeah, and that's, they're, that's, yeah. The thing where you hate Millwall and you like QPR, and he thinks because it's in posh West London, and it's not posh, and it wasn't, it's not, he thinks uh, it's all a bit posh and like, I don't know what. It's, it's posh uh, compared to Bermondsey, but yeah, Shepherd's Bush is it. not posh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not posh, but it's posh compared to Bermondsey. And there is something about with our sort of, our sort of Nancy blue and white stripes in our <laughs> and, and we think that in the 70s we were, we were all that. And so I, I have this feeling that, that, that the, uh, you know, it's, it's every Londoner's second team is QPR, but it's, it's never Millwall, so I. I it's a, it's... <laughs> no, we're quite happy about that. Yeah, no, we're no, quite famous for like, being famous happy about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's our byword. Look, that's been great. Thank you very great. much. It's been um, really good fun. So, um, listeners, I hope you enjoyed that. But to Charles Corrin, I'd just like to say thank you very much, and um, yeah, cheers. Good luck tonight is what you want to say, and to you. Oh, sorry. Good luck tonight, <laughs> and Come to you ours. And to, and, to, and to the Lions as well. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Bye. And we're back. So there was the interview.
guys, what do you think? I'll come out to you first, Paul. Paul, what are your thoughts? Well, first off, absolutely brilliant. I mean, a first for our wonderful uh, podcast, uh, a one-to-one interview. Matt, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I was sitting here really kind of hoping that you might have messed it up, but unfortunately it went really well and it was brilliant. Thoroughly, Thank you. Thoroughly enjoyed it. and uh, oh, Yeah. <laughs> Well, just wondering, you know, what, what, what I'm here for. But anyway, moving on, I just got to say, re- really loved it. And it really made me laugh when Giles was mentioning about, you know, oh, I can't remember what point he said, but I was 14 and then 18 still reading the comics. And I was creasing up because I was thinking, crikey, there was me still reading them into my 20s. So I was uh, well past that age, but it's great, great to hear him talk about that. And of course, as well, a story that didn't last very long. He, he talked about Space Invader as well, which we, that was interesting. recently when in actual fact we did the christmas edition obviously that his article appeared in and i thought that was really really good and you know just hearing his uh, memories uh, i'm sure we all share of the comics as well and of course then he mentioned the uh the qpr match against arsenal where john jensen scored and i thought i was actually at that game it was boxing day no way oh, yeah. wow. i can't i can't actually remember what year but it was really weird because I think QPR won 3-1 that day. But I remember leaving the North Bank with my friends and seeing all the other Arsenal fans. We were all just in hysterics and laughing and smiling because we'd finally seen John Jensen score. It was one of the weirdest moments in football I've uh, (laughs) ever experienced. So it was uh, good to hear mention of, of that. And then... I've kind of mentioned this before and we we have done it, but I always get a bit nervous when we, we sort of talk about real football, because as we all know, there's loads of real football podcasts out there with um, the expertise of ex-players and journalists, but I really enjoyed it. You know, he was talking about his passion for QPR, but what really came through was, you know, his son. And I think we can all recognise that, although I don't have children myself, my cousin, when he first got involved in football. And it was interesting to hear him sort of say, he was trying to steer him away from QPR, but that didn't yeah. happen. But then he and got he was, into yeah. it. Potentially and Arsenal as well. We didn't go down yes, that. Yes, that exactly. Out, did he? That well, that, again, that did remind me because my, my cousin many years ago, well, he wanted to become, can you believe, a Chelsea fan? And I said no. But they they live um, down in the new in the new forest. And then he sort of looked at me and said, "Well, Arsenal." And of course, I had to say no to that as well, really. But thankfully, he's become a a lifelong Southampton fan. So, but yeah, brilliant, brilliant uh, podcast. And uh, well, I've almost like Giles gone on for about thirty five, forty five minutes. <laughs> what a surprise! <laughs> wise words there, tangent. Wise words. Yeah, no, brilliant. And as I say, a fantastic first for for our uh, football comic podcast. Really enjoyed it, Matt. Well done. Excellent. No, thanks, mate. Cheers. And Ridders, what were your thoughts? Um, yeah, a really good interview. I thought he spoke really well. He was really keen. Obviously, it's a passion of his. Um, as we were saying, he's obviously really well read in comics. You know, what with his... Yeah mentioning, like we said, Wizard and Chips and the Beano and the Dandy and all that. I mean, I remember collecting them. In fact, I remember collecting, did you ever have the Dandy and the Beano comic libraries as well yeah. as the comics? You know, the Gold short form. I've like, got them in my collection, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they were the form of, like, Commando and Picture Story Monthlies, weren't they? The sort of 60-page. Yeah. So, yeah, really well read. It's obviously comics is a, a passion of his, um, like it is for all of us, and yeah, I thought it'd come across really well. It's, it's it's great to hear people like us still holding a candle for these these old black and white comics from their youth. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 really good, really good interview. Liked him. Brilliant, brilliant. And go. 
Yeah, I mean, it was such an enjoyable episode for me. Uh, you know, it was just lovely to hear him like regress to being 14 or whatever. And just like all of us back then when we were 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 reading comics, he's just like us. And that came across in how he spoke about his interest in comics and his, as you said, Riddism and Tangent, his very knowledge of, of, of comics back then. To me, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it was a joy. Uh, and, you know, we're just a podcast. We're, you know, we're not a professional. We're, we're four lads that got together because of uh, COVID and we enjoy chinwagging about comics. And yet here we are um, interviewing a famous person. And, you know, what a joy that was. So well done, Matt. I know that this was your project. Uh, so fantastic. Uh, proud of you. And what a brilliant episode. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Scott. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah, no, I suppose just yeah. my final thoughts are, um, I mean, I thank Giles on the day. It was great that he took up his time to come and chat to us. Yeah, you're right. The passion for QPR was there. It was fantastic, you know, and the passion for the comics. Um, so, yeah, really enjoyed it. And as, as well as thanking him, it's, it's Millwall have helped him as well by losing the last two home games. And now QPR are only a point behind. Um, <laughs> we, so, we all didn't say anything, Matt. <laughs> um, yeah, when I recorded it, they're just about to. Yeah, it's 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 not going well for Milwaukee. Anyway, but I'm happy for Giles. That's the main thing. I'm happy for Giles. <laughs> and that's all that matters. Um, exactly. So, yes, yeah, a great episode. And um, I, will, I will add one more thing. Sorry to interrupt. It was just mentioned about, you know, trying to steer his son away uh, from supporting QPR. And it just made me think about, I don't have any children, but what if I had a son or a daughter who wanted to support uh Exodus City up at Sid James Park. Oh, Jesus Christ. I can't even imagine or even contemplate the thought of that. Oh, no. <laughs> well, yeah. I- I'll tell you all about it one day, Gull. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> just... <laughs> This is a great way to finish. We've got Matt trying to get over Millwall's recent results, and now we've brought that up for you, Ridders. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. such a a positive episode to leave on such a a low note. Um, Thanks, guys. Thanks for that. And thanks again to Giles. And, yeah, we'll see you all on episode 71.